Hi, and thank you for joining LTC NAC Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Nurse Assessment Coordination, ANAC. I'm your host, Rebecca, and I'm here with Jessie McGill, Curriculum Development Specialist with ANAC, to review some of the questions she's received following ANAC's recent webinar on the draft technical specifications. Welcome, Jessie. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for having me today. Thank you for being here. Jesse, on February 19th, you spoke as the subject matter expert on ANAC's breaking news webinar and identified what these updates tell us about the new patient-driven payment model, PDPM. I understand you received many questions regarding the interrupted stay policy. Can you start by giving our audience a little information about the interrupted stay? Sure. So the interrupted stay policy is a very new concept for the skilled nursing facilities but it's actually been in place for other post-acute care settings, such as the inpatient rehab facilities. So this policy is new to us, but it's not new to CMS. Essentially, the interrupted stay is applied when a Medicare Part A resident discharges from the SNF and returns to the same SNF within three calendar days. The day of Medicare discharge is considered calendar day number one, and the resident must return by midnight of the third calendar day. If the resident returns within this three-day window, which is also referred to as the interrupted stay window, then it's considered a continuation of the previous stay. This means that a new five-day is not completed, and we are simply going to use the rate that was established prior to that interruption. Thank you for that overview, Jesse. Our first question is, what are the requirements for discharge assessments and entry records when an interrupted stay occurs? Such a great question and one that took me uh, quite some time to really wrap my head around. The first thing to understand is that the OBRA requirements are not changing. So if the criteria for an OBRA discharge is met, then an OBRA discharge will still be completed. However, if the resident does return within that three-day interruption window, then the Part A PPS discharge assessment is not completed because we're not considering this a end of the Medicare stay. We're considering it a continuation of that stay. So for OBRA rules, which have not changed, that OBRA discharge and the entry record when the resident returns are still required. And the reason this is such a difficult concept is because for so long, the OBRA and the PPS assessments have really paralleled each other in many ways when it came to discharges and restarting the assessment schedule. However, under the patient-driven payment model with the new interrupted state policy, we have to completely separate out the OBRA rules from the PPS rules, make sure we're following all the OBRA scheduling rules for admissions, significant changes, discharges, and entries, and then separately look at all the PPS assessment rules, looking at when that five days required and understanding that when a resident has an interrupted stay, which means they did leave the facility, but they came back within that three-day window, that you're not going to have the PPS discharge required, but you may still have the requirements of the OBRA discharge. That does appear that it is becoming much more complex. So just to clarify, you're saying that a Part A PPS discharge assessment is not required if a resident discharges but comes back within three days? That's correct. And this is according to the CMS fact sheets that are posted on the PDPM webpage. Perfect. Thank you, Jesse. Another audience question is, on the interrupted stay, does the resident have to be admitted for three days or greater than three days, or do observation days count? It's simply days that are out of the facility. So what I want to relate it to is, is right now we have skip days. 
and that applies if a resident is out of a midnight but less than 24 hours. Under PDPM, we're not going to have skip days anymore. So essentially, a skip day is included in the interruption window, or you consider that skip day has been extended out to three calendar days. And so simply put, we're going to have those days out of the facility, and we're not able to bill those days to Medicare. But as long as a resident comes back by midnight of that third calendar day, again, day one is day of discharge, and we count out two more calendar days, the resident returns by midnight of the third calendar day, then it's considered an interruption window and it's a continuation of that stay. But the SNF PPS final rule clarified that the interruption stay policy applies regardless of where the resident discharges to. So if the resident discharges to home, discharges to the hospital, is out to the ER, is out to the ER, observation is admitted to the hospital, regardless of where the resident discharges to, regardless of the type of OBRA discharge assessment required, if the resident returns by midnight of the third calendar day, it's still considered a continuation of that previous Medicare stay. Thank you, Jesse. That's very helpful information. Are you currently an experienced RACCT professional looking to take your reimbursement expertise to the next level? Then the RACCTA Advanced Certification may be just the program for you. Available for registration in April 2019, the RACCTA programs will be offered as a three-day workshop or 10-course online program. Learn more by visiting www.anac.org forward slash education forward slash RAC CTA. Another audience question is, how do we set the Part A PPS discharge assessment if the resident does not return by the third calendar day? Well, this is a, another interesting question because we have um, those, like I said, the over discharge assessments that are still required. And then we're going to be waiting to see if that PPS discharge is required. So since the over discharge is likely still required, I would recommend that you simply do not submit that over discharge until after that interruption stay window passes. And then you can go back to that over discharge that you already have scheduled and you can code 80310H, which asks, is this a SNF Part A PPS discharge and answer appropriately as yes or no. So if the resident does return within that three-day window, you're going to say no, it's not also a PPS discharge. If the resident did not come back within that three-day window, then you would want to say yes, this is also a PPS discharge. Now, if you didn't want to combine these or if there was a, a situation where the over discharge was not required, then you can still go back and set that PPS assessment retrospectively. And if we look at Chapter 2 of the REI manual, this does clarify that there is no window for the PPS discharge. We can go back and set that to a previous date. Thank you, Jesse. That information is very helpful for our audience to know. Another question is, if a resident comes in and then goes to the hospital on an interrupted stay before the five day is done, do we treat the hospital days like skip days when we complete the five day once they return? This is a complex situation, and I recommend that whenever the NACs have this come up, that we use extreme caution and that we really look at really what's the best and safest options for payment. So first, we have our five-day that must be set within days one through eight of the Medicare stay. But if the resident discharges back out to the hospital before the ARD of the five-day, I would first recommend that the NAC moves the ARD of the five-day to the day of discharge. And that's a practice that we have now. Move that five-day to the day of discharge so that if the resident does not return within that three-day window, you still have an assessment to bill for the days that the resident was in the facility. 
Now, if the resident does return within that three-day window, then we can look at that entire day one through eight to see if there's a better day to set our five-day assessment that would capture more resident characteristics that might be better for reimbursement. So you really have two options. One, move your five-day up to the day of discharge and keep it there completed and submitted, and that will still be used for the entire Medicare stay. Or when the resident, or you could move that five-day to a later day and would still pay for all the Medicare days. But you also have that option of the interim payment assessment, the IPA. And if you keep that five-day before the discharge, when they come back, you can always evaluate to see if there were any resident characteristics that may be beneficial for your facility to set that IPA because the rate is going to increase. Thanks, Jesse. Another member from our audience asked the question, how does the interrupted stay policy affect the variable per diem schedule? Two really complex uh, elements of PDPM and now how they affect each other. So first we have the interrupted state policy, which we've been talking about today. And then we have to bring in the variable per diem schedule, which essentially is the schedule that adjusts the Medicare rate over time throughout the Medicare stay. So the first thing that's adjusted is the NTA or that non-therapy ancillary component. And that component is multiplied times three for days one, two, and three of the Medicare stay. And then based on the variable per diem schedule, PT and OT components are reduced by 2% every seven days starting on day 21 of the Medicare stay. And that 2% decline increases every seven days through throughout the rest of the Medicare stay. So the variable per diem schedule is not reset when a resident returns during an interrupted stay window. So for example, if the resident discharges to the hospital on day 12 of the Medicare stay and returns within that interruption stay window, so it's considered a continued stay and a new five days not required, that day that the resident returns is the new day 12 since we never billed that day 12 to Medicare. They were out at the hospital. And so on the variable per diem schedule, we're going to be starting back at day 12 and we still wouldn't have any adjustments until day 21 when that PT and OT components start dropping by 2%. Now, if the resident does not return within the interruption window, then it's considered a new Medicare stay. We're going to be doing a new five-day assessment and the variable per diem schedule will start over at day one of this new Medicare stay. Thank you so much, Jesse. This has been extremely informative and answered so many of our members' questions. Oh, you're very welcome, Rebecca. And I hope I can come back soon and answer more great PDPM questions in the future. Listeners, thank you for joining LTC NAC Chat today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the subscribe button so that you never miss a future update. If you missed the live ANAC webinar, the recorded webinar is available on the ANAC homepage under the Products tab.